Welcome to the Inspire Radio Podcast. This podcast is an opportunity to listen again to one of the many inspirational and thought-provoking interviews first broadcast on Inspire Radio. Inspire Radio brings you inspirational interviews, news events, workshops and seminars, plus great music too. Online, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, Inspire Radio is your truly feel-good radio station. For more information and to listen to Inspire Radio, why don't you check out inspireradio.co.uk. Check out our Facebook page too, where we've got details of events on there. Our Facebook page is at Inspire Radio UK. Now sit back and enjoy this Inspire Radio podcast. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. Hello and welcome to Inspired Conversations with me, Ruth Owen. Today, my guest is Diane Watson. She's a financial planner and advisor and has worked for St. James Place Wealth Management Company for almost 20 years. In May 2020, she founded her own money mindset coaching business for women called She Can Prosper. Diane is particularly passionate about helping women understand their finances, especially post-divorce. So welcome, Diane. Welcome, Ruth. Thank you for joining us today. I wanted to ask you, why are your services for women needed, do you think? Well, I've been advising clients, both men and women, for the past 26 years. But I've noticed a recurring theme, really, where women often find themselves in quite difficult circumstances, whether it's divorce or bereavement or just generally the breakup of a relationship because they're not actually aware of their own personal situations. And that's something that I feel very passionate that they should try and engage more with. And what do you think is the cause of that? Why are so many women so ignorant, if you like, about their financial situation? I think there's a number of uh, factors for that. Um, We know now very clearly that the experience individuals have, not not just women, in their childhood um, can often fix their mindset around money. So if they uh, live in a home where perhaps their mother said to them, it's the man's job to earn the money and sort the finances out, then that's something that can become quite fixed in their mind from a relatively early age and something that they then carry carry with them throughout uh, their lives. I think secondly, many women juggle home and work and being a mum and often feel that they don't have the time really to focus on something which is really, really important, but is down the pecking order in terms of immediate things that they need to focus on on a daily basis. I think it's probably true of women of a certain age who were always brought up with the notion that it's the man's job to sort out the finances. But are you seeing that with younger people as well? You know, people in their 20s, 30s, are they still as reluctant to take on responsibility for their financial situation? I think that often money is not particularly, uh, or talking about money or, or, or making sure that you know your finances are in good order is not something that is possibly very attractive to a lot of women. Uh, it's not up there in the top list of priorities. So right across the piece, my experience is that often someone else takes over the responsibility for that. And that then leads um, with women becoming less engaged, 
less connected with their own financial circumstances and often ignorant about um, their own situation and how that might play out if even, for example, they're cohabiting with someone and that relationship ends. So it's it's not something that's just consigned to women over a certain age. You know, I, I guess women are more engaged possibly than they were, but there's still lots of scope for women to understand their own situation better than they currently do. We believe, I passionately believe that women need to focus more on their their well-being and, and obviously financial well-being is is very much a part of that. And being financially straightened can impact on all aspects of, of your life, particularly your uh, mental strength. If you're concerned about your situation and you're not really sure w- what, uh, what that entails, um, both in, in the short term, but also uh, longer term. You know, if you're, if you're not sure how you're going to um, retire or buy a house or possibly leave a difficult relationship, then that, you know, obviously can come with all sorts of challenges, really. And are there no resources out there currently that are specifically tailored to help women? Well, I think um, obviously with there, there has been more of a push over the last couple of years, certainly, to get women thinking um, more than they have before about the importance uh, of understanding their own financial well-being. And um, St. James's Place itself is launching financial uh, education in the workplace Uh, seminars that women can attend so that they can really understand how things play out for them and what the pitfalls are if they don't take action actually. So it's professional women as well as traditional homemakers and people who who wouldn't be necessarily au fait with the financial world. So are you saying it's professional women as well who are still really in the dark when it comes to organizing their own finances? I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want to overgeneralize because it's not all women, quite clearly. I mean, I have a vast array of, of women who I, well, women and men who I advise. But sadly, often when we're having conversations as, as, a, as an advisor with, with a couple, it, it will be the man who possibly, not, not always, will be driving the conversation around what age they want to retire, what decisions need to be taken. And often the women, it appears to me, are just sort of bystanders and passengers in that process. Um, and I'm, I want to, to say to them, and, and obviously one has to be very careful in a, in a couple situation, you know, come on, you know, this is your future as well. Where, where are your thoughts on this? What, you know, where, where are your, you know, what are you thinking? What would you like to happen? And I personally don't see that happening as often as I would like to. What do you think the reason is for that? Well, you know, maybe it does go back to um, to childhood. Maybe it is that kind of starting point where, you know, one's told that money is, is a man's thing. Um, so, you know, the money mindset uh, thing around, you know, it's it's what men do is, is part of it. Maybe women have other things they want to focus on. Um, you know, obviously, even if both couples are working, you know, and I don't want to be judgmental here, but often the woman carries the greater burden of responsibility with regards to sorting out the children and so on and so forth. Uh, and possibly other things 
like financial matters are something that the man feels more comfortable and confident in sorting out. Do you think it's beholden upon the education systems to introduce responsibility for fiscal matters in schools so that that at least people when they leave school have some basic knowledge of how the world works financially? I I absolutely do. And again, St. James's Place has launched a whole programme of financial education within schools to try and encourage younger people to understand the basics around around money and finance and you know things that they're going to have to deal with further further down the line you know because money a lot of people don't like talking about money do they it's a bit of a taboo subject well it is in in the uk as well i don't know about everywhere else but yeah people are, are embarrassed talking about money yeah it's it's one of those things that you know, you don't go to a dinner party and start talking about your, your money stuff, do you? Um, you know, what type of mortgage you've got or anything like that. So I think, you know, encouraging children from an early age to understand the basics is something certainly that um, we're passionate about. And a lot of this is just about being aware so that you know the pitfalls that you might fall into or that you don't get to a point where it's too late to, to make some big decisions because you're too old and you've left it too long to really make a difference. Earlier on, you were talking, Diana, about cohabitants and the women in particular being unaware of what they're entitled to. So mm. what advice would you give somebody who is in a cohabiting relationship and who has handed over responsibility to their partner in terms of finances? So the advice I, I would give is, is um, for to follow a couple of things. I mean, number one, I'd, I'd want to encourage them to fully understand what that means for them, because there is no such thing as a common law wife, which I know is a phrase that is bandied around a lot. Um, so people feel sometimes that they're in a, a similar situation to one that they would be in if they were married to their partner. And, and that's not the case. So understand that. I mean, I, I talk to women who don't even know whether they own, the, ha- own the, the house with their partner or whether the mortgage is in both of their names. So, you know, understanding your circumstances is actually really fundamentally important. And, you know, often people go into cohabiting relationships quite quickly and don't really, and then, and then they're in a relationship and then it moves along and then they don't it may be, you know, it's more difficult then to sort of ask the difficult questions. So, you know, I, I've spoken to so many women who didn't know what would actually happen to them. What, really. what kind of things have happened to women who were cohabiting? Well, I mean, for example, um, if you if, if the person that you're living with um, passes away, you know, you may find yourself in, in straightened circumstances you may not be entitled if they have a, a pension to a share of that. Um, you may not even be entitled to stay in the home that you live in with them if it belongs to them. Obviously, there are all sorts of more complicated factors, like whether they've made a will, whether they've made provision for you and or your children. And there are things that can be done, but one would prefer people not to be in that situation and to find themselves in a situation that they sit there thinking, if only I'd known this, I would have prepared differently. And that's really a lot of what She Can Prosper is all about. It's about encouraging people to understand their circumstances and to take action if needs be so that they can prevent 
themselves being in that situation if something occurs like a, a death or a or even a separation um or, you know the relationship breaking down it's interesting though that you've first of all set this up this year in the middle of a pandemic and yeah. secondly that if st james's place offers this kind of service already why the extra need in your view to target women in particular are women really underserved in the financial sector? Well, I think they are underserved. I mean, there are fewer female financial advisors, period. And, you know, it's, it's predominantly been a, a male-orientated and dominated profession for a very, very long time. Um, and, you know, I have spoken to women who have said, you know, the person came to see me and he was asking my husband all the questions. You know, it was as if I possibly didn't really exist or was party to the to the conversation but I just wanted to take it to a, a, a greater level because obviously we're using social media a lot to share information on a very regular basis that we hope will resonate with a with a broad spectrum of people you know if I do a presentation to a group of women it's a very small number of people that I'm able to reach whereas we we're hoping via using social media more that we can push the message out to a, a bigger number of people and we're also um, working closely with other organizations who also have stories to share about things that women ideally need to be thinking about whether that's getting a will or having a lasting power of attorney you know all of those things that people don't really like to talk about that much no because it's actually quite scary you know, if you're not used to dealing with financial issues, then it's quite daunting. So how do you make how do you make it more appealing for women? Well, I mean, I've, I've always been a storyteller and I think that sharing stories that I, this is always the way I've um, worked throughout my whole career. I think sharing stories with people that resonate with them, you know, true, true stories, obviously not sharing any personal confidential information, but sharing a situation or a story with people where they can think mm, that could be me, actually, you know, I, I'm that person, you know, you, you hit a raw nerve with them. And we've got oodles of stories that we can share where we know that if women had understood their circumstances better, they would have fared better in, you know, than, than the outcome that they've, that they've had. And I think, you know, it's, it's not comfortable always talking about bereavement and illness, but that shouldn't prevent us from wanting to talk about it, you know, because we see, we're at the coalface um, of all this, Ruth. We see what happens mm. when people don't sort themselves out and I, I believe that, you know, I always have a kind of a, a duty to share stuff so that people think, yes, you're right, I need to do that. I mean, at the moment, I mean, obviously you mentioned the COVID thing. I mean, that is so relevant because we know that lots of people have been talking to us this last few months saying, I should have sorted myself out. I should have, you know, been more aware. You know, people who suddenly their circumstances have changed in a heartbeat. Um and I don't know whether uh, anyone's picked up on this, but, you know, Kate Garraway, who's the um, presenter on GMTV. I mean, her husband's been in a coma since March. And oh. She's been able to access any of his banking facilities or even insure his car because she doesn't have a power of attorney. So, you know, these things are real and they do happen. And people have accidents every day. 
and people do sadly die tragically in in you know in circumstances that they they weren't uh, necessarily prepared for so that's kind of you know some of the the issues that I want to encourage people to think about and all your services centered in the UK or do you advise people in other countries and other jurisdictions as well no so we're um, I mean I'm a UK based ad- advisor different countries have their own jurisdictions so you know whilst it would be lovely I mean I'm I am going to be doing a podcast shortly which will be transmitted to various countries around the world but the advice that we offer is purely based in the UK okay well we're going to take a quick break we'll be back shortly be happy be inspired this, 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 this is Inspire Radio. You're listening to Inspire Radio. We are your truly feel-good radio station, playing you feel-good music by day, relaxing music by night, evening meditation and early morning meditation as well, as well as the inspirational book of the week and guests from around the world. You know what? We're pleased to say as well, we just got the latest figures out and uh, we are now um, listened to in 40 countries across the world. And maybe you would like to reach some of our listeners. Maybe you'd like to talk to us. Maybe you'd like to promote your business with us right here on Inspire Radio. If you would, it is dead simple to get in touch. All you need to do is email steve at inspireradio.co.uk. That's steve at inspireradio.co.uk. We would love to help you spread the news about what you do. This is Inspire Radio. Inspire Radio. Hello and welcome back to Inspired Conversations. My guest, Diane Watson. So, Diane, what I'm interested in finding out from you is the mindset issue that you address with women. Why is it particularly important, do you think, to work on somebody's mindset when it comes to finances? Because I think often women have set mindsets that are established very young, you know, in their very early lives, which then sabotage their mindset around money uh, when they're much older. Um, So that could be that they feel uncomfortable, you know, having money or being successful um, because that's not how they were brought up. They were brought up to believe that, you know, enjoying having money is not a good thing or even that it's not something that women should bother with because the man takes account and, and sorts that's that kind of thing out and so they don't feel it's their you know it's it's their responsibility to do that they you know they allow other people or they they just simply brush it under the carpet and hope it'll just sort itself out which inevitably it doesn't and so since may when you started she can prosper what success have you had can you give us any examples of somebody that you've helped well, I mean, I was speaking to someone only last week um, who we were talking at, um, about lasting power of attorney. Uh, and this is a successful female entrepreneur. And she was like, gosh, I hadn't really thought about that. You know, I've thought about putting some money in a pension, but I kind of thought that lasting powers of attorney were for very elderly people who, you know, might get dementia. And you're right, you know, I would be really stuck if something happened to myself and my husband. And, you know, so that's something I need to, I need to, to sort out. So that's just one small, small example. Um, but I've spoken to lots of women over the last few months, months who've, you know, just simply said, I didn't understand that. I didn't know that. 
you know, that's that's something that I've learned that that I need to go away and, and sort out for myself, whether it's getting a will sorted or even understanding what their circumstances are going to be when they're older and what whether they're going to have enough money to live on when they're not working anymore or understanding that actually, I mean, I've had people who've gone away and looked at their employment contracts and realized that actually they don't get paid for very long if they're ill uh, and take an action. So, you know, some real wins there for us in terms of people taking action and sorting themselves out. And how long does the process take, would you say, when you're when you're changing somebody's mindset around money, which has been deeply ingrained from a, for a long time, probably? How do you go about changing their attitude to begin with? Well, I think some I mean, it's sometimes that can take quite a long time and and it can be challenging because if you're in a relationship um, with someone who has a different viewpoint and who, you know, has to a large extent made all the, those decisions, one has to be really careful you know, I don't want to be causing matrimonial um, disharmony between couples. So sometimes you have to take it slowly and you have to keep going back to the, you know, to the, the conversation. And I mean, I had a conversation with someone last weekend and the way it was left was, I hear what you're saying. I need to do something. I need to think about how I'm going to address that. This is with a partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I need to think about how I'm going to address that, leave it with me. Because some of these conversations are not easy to have, are they? If someone else has been no. controlling those finances. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult. And as you say, most of us are, are quite reluctant to talk about finances. And especially with a partner or a husband or, or somebody else, we kind of feel a little bit out of our depth, perhaps. Yeah, I think it's and I think that's understandable. And my job is to is to recognize that. And, you know, I've got a number of people that I look after myself personally, where we have to take things slowly and we have to, you know, chip away as best we can. You can't suddenly transform something overnight, I don't think. But making someone aware that there are things that need to happen and helping them work out how they're going to make those changes, albeit sometimes that might be further down the line, is equally important, I believe. And what is the process? Do you have face-to-face meetings with people individually and, and help them on a person-by-person basis? Or, or is there a standard course, for example, that, that people can do if they just want to inform themselves better? I mean, there are all sorts of things that people can do. I mean, there are people who run money mindset um, workshops, and we've, we're working with a couple of excellent people who are doing work like that with individuals. Obviously we've got the seminars that we run, which you know can go through the information, uh, help people understand a little bit more. And then if people want to talk about their own personal circumstances, then you know, in, in the normal pre-COVID world, that would be done a face-to-face meeting. Yeah. But right now that's obviously being done over Zoom or Teams or something like that. And ideally both people are on that call because if you're having a, a grown-up conversation with a couple, ideally you want them both at, at that meeting rather than just one of them. It's, yeah. it's easier to break down some of those ba- barriers if you're having a, a three-way conversation rather than you're having a conversation with someone and then they've got to go off and try and relay that, you know, that information to someone else. Yes. So what would be your 
ideal scenario, where do you want your program to go? How would you like it to impact women on a larger scale? I think we want to engage with with um, more people through our social media. You know, we want people to to really value this, the content that we're putting out, and you know that means that means far more engagement. And we're we're constantly looking at ways and people that we can work with that will appeal to um, the kind of people that we want to to, to follow us and. Um, to work with us and we, we've been really lucky actually we've connected with some amazing women already who've got fantastic stories to share and they're not all about financial well-being actually Ruth some of them are about mental resilience mm. you know they're about they're about mental well-being emotional well-being I mean the whole well-being piece is quite complex because you know financial well-being is just one part of it Yes, but, it's, all, it's but, all connected, isn't it? All the, the well-being has so many facets to it. It does, but but I mean, we do know that if people are worried about their financial well-being, that can impact on obviously their emotional, you know, and their and their mental well-being too. And if people feel that they're not sure about how things are going to work out for them, we know that's also not very good for them. So, we've had some amazing um, people connect with us who want to share tools that will be useful to our audience, actually. Um, we've got another webinar in a couple of weeks, you know, and we've had a theme running um, since we started, which is Stronger Together, because we believe that women can support other women to make a difference, actually. When you're talking about we and the the seminars you're putting on and, and the information that you're putting out there, you're talking about... She can prosper as opposed to St. James's place. Yeah, she can prosper. Yeah. So, so all of that stuff is posted on our social media, whether it's um, Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, the links are all there where, you know, we announce our speakers. Well, that sounds wonderful offering to women. And just let us know again, what is the website where they can find you? So it's shecanprosper.com. Excellent. And if there was somebody out there who was still unsure about what they should do about their situation, what would you say to encourage them? I'd say if you're concerned about your situation, then please get in touch. You know, the the very least that can happen is we agree that everything's going to be fine and there's no, there's no cause for concern. But having an initial chat or connection, you know, is completely without any cost. It's without, you know, any commitment on their part and, you know, happy to have a conversation with them and see whether we can, whether myself or any of the people that the collaborators can help in any way. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Diane. And I'm sure there's a lot of very, very good information for listeners out on your website and your social media so thank you very much for joining us it was a really interesting topic and um yeah we hope that you'll join us again perhaps in the future absolutely and thank you so much for inviting me it's been an absolute pleasure thank you thank you diane be happy be inspired inspire radio i've looked after my kids since they were born now they've got kids i still want to look after them i don't want them struggling to make decisions about my money or my health if I can't. So we made a lasting power of attorney. Now, if I can't speak for myself, they'll speak for me. It's a weight off for all of us. 
isn't it? Yes, mum. <laughs> <laughs> Lasting power of attorney. Search your voice, your decision. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. Time for another inspirational quote from Inspire Radio. Be happy. Be inspired. Hi, this is Steve Gamlin from the Motivational Firewood Hour. I'd like to share one of my favorite motivational quotes. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Maya Angelou. Thanks for listening to Inspire Radio. Be happy. Be inspired. This, 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 this is Inspire Radio. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Maybe you would like to join us as a guest on Inspire Radio. Maybe you'd like to feature on our Inspire Radio directory. If you would and you'd like to get in touch, then simply enter your details on the contact page at inspireradio.co.uk. Remember to give our Facebook page a like as well at Inspire Radio UK. And once again, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast from Inspire Radio. And have the best day you possibly can. Be happy, be inspired. The Inspire Radio podcast is produced and presented by the team at Inspire Radio. Copyright applies. For more information about Inspire Radio, visit inspireradio.co.uk or if you'd like to download our free app for the Android phone, just go to your Google Play Store and search for Inspire Radio. With feel-good music by day, relaxing music by night, this is Inspire Radio. Be happy, be inspired.